such a great day. We thank God for how he's been, he's been good to us. He's been kind to us. So we've been looking at the story of Jesus and um, Luke chapter, is it chapter, um, is it nine now? Glory be to God. The last, is it Luke we've been looking at? So, we have been looking at that story where he's been, we got to the last verse, I think that's 58, and he said that except, so when a man puts his hands, foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the son of man has nowhere to lay his head, 59, and he said to him, he said to another, follow me, but he said, Lord, let me. First go and, let me first go and uh, bury my father. Amen. And, and then 60 says that, let me go bury my father. And 60 says that, let the dead bury their, their own dead. But you go and what? Preach the kingdom. And so we're looking at this and then he says that when a man puts his hand on the plow and looks back, he's not what? He's not fit for the kingdom. Glory be to God. Uh, and so we, ha- we have, uh, on Wednesday I tried to take it further when we began to look at one of the ways of God. You remember that? And um, I was talking about what we was I looking at? We're looking at the seed as a way and how to do business with the seed and all of that. And so I will keep that thought for for Wednesdays whilst I come back to this thought for Saturday mornings as God will have it. Are we together now? And so we, it says, no one having uh, put his hand to the plow and looking back is what? Is fit for the kingdom. Somebody say no one. So it means that there is no respecter of persons here, right? That anytime somebody uh, puts his hand on the plow and decides to what? To look back. He says the person is not what? Is not fit for the kingdom. So any period where you notice that you are beginning to look back. Are we together here? And when you start looking back, you are already Losing uh, sharpness for the kingdom. Are you with me? And so when we talk kingdom, <laughs> you can't dial it down a bit. And you can't balance it. You get the point? You can't what? You, you can't dial it down. You know, that's the challenge. That's one of the spirit, that's one of the principality of this particular city called Lagos state. You get my point? One of the demons in the city, what it does is that it intends for us to dial down, you know, the tenacity and the kingdom engagement. You get my point? And then when you dial it down, you are pushing yourself out of the scene. You get my point now? You are pushing yourself. So if it's not, if it's not intense, it's not usable. 
Are you with me? You get my point there. If it's not what? Intense. It's not what? It's not usable. If it's not intense, it can't be kingdom. Are you with me? So, you have to be intense and conclusive. Hmm? It's not an idea. It's not one of the ideas. The kingdom is not one of the ideas. You have to be intense and what? And, and conclusive. It says, when you are not conclusive, you are not fit for the kingdom. That's why you see strange ideas that contradict scripture. Before they go to other states, they have to pass through Lagos. Are you with me? They pass through Lagos. Why? Because, you know, you see, because we, there is that demon that wants us to dial things down. Are you together with me? Dial it down. Dial it down. We are under, and even you as an individual, you must know that you are under pressure, demonic pressure, to dial it what? Down. Not to be intense. Are you with me? But you have to be what? You have to be intense. Let me pick one of the most common movements lately that we have been to, I've been talking about in few in few um, days now. When you pick the feminist movement, for example, <laughs> if you if you permit that stream into your system, you can't. <laughs> you will not be fit for the kingdom. I, I didn't say you won't make heaven. You won't be sharp. You can't be spiritually. Sharp. Are we together here? You can't. <laughs> if you go check it, there is nobody that has held feminism and is flowing in the power and the spirit of the the power and the glory of the spirit. Have you seen anybody holding feminism strong and is moving in power? It's your English that will get sharper. Check it. Go check. Go check anybody. Go. Is there a great evangelist or a great soul winner or a great miracle worker? Or an amazing Bible teacher who is a feminist. But you see, you can start as an amazing Bible teacher. You lock up to you lock into feminism, that thing begins to drop. It starts from somewhere. After the while they will push you out. Before you know you cannot discuss matters that can you have to you know, you have to learn about avocados. You'll get my point now. Are you with me? Some will have to, some will be hit hard that they'll go into business talk completely. You talk of man who was full of the Holy Ghost before, you know, about uh, uh, HR laws. You get my point now. So, you can if you hold feminism as a movement, and not just only feminism, any, any movement that is anti-scripture, are we together here? You can't. You lose. You will lose your. You lose your fire. You lose it. Your vocabulary will increase, but your ability to release witness of the spirit. Are you with me? We we'll keep what. We will keep dropping. 
will keep dropping. Then after a while, you would even work for another. Yeah. After a while, you work for another. You won't work for the Lord anymore after a while. You get the point now. And so, you have to be intense. Not because you are trying to be spiritual, you are trying to save yourself. Are you with me? Intense. You have to be what? Intense. The truth of God's word that you know. You know, you know when Satan came to, to the man in the garden, what did he do? He, he brought the clear instruction back to Adam. And both of them were checking it. Perhaps there's a loophole there. Genesis 3, give it to us. It says, says, did did God see? That's always, did what? Did God see? Now, the serpent was more what? Cunning. That any beast of the field which the Lord had, God had made. And he said to the woman, has God indeed? Somebody say indeed. Now, now what's the meaning of indeed? Huh? Who wants to tell me? <laughs> you know, two years ago, I was sharing chicken. I'm wearing something different now. <laughs> I went to check my rams today. I bought rams. I'm wearing rams now. I went to check my rams today. They are doing well. <laughs> I just got a delivery of two rams. <laughs> I went to check it. So, I can just say one ram there. <laughs> so, what's the, the word indeed? True, yeah? Really? Which other? Yeah? Truly? Fact? For real? Surely, actually. <laughs> Who said that? Yeah, that, that's it. Did he mean it? Indeed, did, did, has God indeed said, are you sure, are we sure we can't check it again? Are you with me? Now, when, when this demon comes, this prince comes, can I preach here? Yes, this prince comes to help you recheck what was concluded. Are you with me? You recheck what was what? What was called? Does God really mean that? You know, I was talking to a young lady. He said, "He said, you know, the Bible says, uh, you people said that this person is meant to be a Christian. I don't even know. Maybe not. Maybe not a Christian. Not a Christian. But but I was having a conversation. Such a fantastic, beautiful, beautiful, you know, lady that God has chosen. He said." The Bible says the women are subservient to men. And I said, I said subservient. Where did you see subservient? Did you ever see subservient in scripture? They said <laughs> women submission is not subservient. I said, oh, sorry, my bad. Are you with me? When you want to recheck. Are we together here? You have to be careful to what? To re-what? To recheck. 
Did God indeed say? You know, the, when, when, when God, when, and guess what? How did God speak? God also spoke indeed, right? You see, what indeed does is that it, it, it locks all the doors. It means that there are no, there are no loopholes. But when the enemy says the God indeed say, he's asking you for the keys. Are you with me, friends? Did God indeed say, you shall not eat of every tree of the garden? All right? Next verse. I can hear the sound of how you are hitting the table, but this is not moving. That's the challenge. (laughs) And the woman said to, to the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God said, you shall not eat it, nor shall you um, touch it, lest you what? Lest you die. Glory be to God. Amen. Amen. Are we together, friends? So when you begin to recheck Amen. Amen. Praise God. When you begin to recheck what was clearly when you begin to recheck what was clearly stated you, you give room for the enemy. So my first point is intensity. Huh? Intensity. You have to be intense. And where God has concluded on the matter, conclude also. Have you noticed that is where the Antichrist is coming through? People refusing to conclude with God. And eventually the end of those people is that they will hate God. Eventually. Say, ah. You mean this? You mean the man is the head of the one? The God really say our journey as we made. It really comes this world to suffer. You mean one ten of my money just going to church like that? So what God has indeed said. When you allow the enemy to engage you on a conversation on it, you are about to lose ground. Praise God. Can we pray in the spirit for like three? Minutes. There are some strange spirits trying to fight the teaching today. Bring the Holy Ghost, please. Let's just charge this place up. Yes, Lord. Manto Shagadabasai. Mando Yakita. 
In Jesus name we pray. So, so the reason the enemy likes those that loophole is because you see there are, there are some there are levels of of sin. Some sin is an expression of of a weakness of the flesh. Are you with me? Other times, in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 7, it spoke about cleansing ourselves from the filthiness of the, of the flesh and the filthiness of the what? Of the spirit. Now, the filthiness of the spirit, is a, it, it's a deeper expression of, of sin. Are you with me, friends? Because at that level, there's some agreement, some partnership. Are we together here? The Bible talks about casting out imaginations or arguments that exalt themselves above what? Above the knowledge of God. So the reason why the enemy engages us, he wants us to come in to agree with him. You see, because when you agree, when you agree with Satan, it is the process of forming another nature has started. Are we together here? That's why the Bible says that Adam was not deceived. And that's why that sin is sin. Because it was some kind of agreement. Are we together here? So, if I can get them to, to, to argue with me, or better put, the Satan's plan is to get you to argue with God. If you argue with God and win, you are becoming something else. Are, my friend, are we friends here? So the Bible now says, the weapon of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God. For the pulling down what of strongholds and casting down what imaginations. So we have to quickly conclude with God. If you don't conclude where God hasn't where God has concluded. A rebel is rising. A rebel is rising. Now, in your journey with God, there will be several times and several moments where the enemy will want you to look back. The enemy will want you to disagree. He will want you to disagree with what is written. And that's why the, the primary warfare that Jesus had with Satan, the basis of that warfare is the three temptations was on the basis of what it is written, it is written, it is written. The Bible says while he hungered, right? So his hunger was his experience. And many times we have the temptation of using our experience to rehash or rehearse theology. 
You use your experience to, to adjust theology because your experience is, is real to you and then you want to convert it to a truth. Yeah. You get the point? Are we together here? Have you seen some Christian girls who perhaps do not get married early? After a while, begin to ask strange questions. Says, can I do this? Can I do that? Can I take my egg and get a sperm donor? You get my point? And have a child. Are we together here? Why? Because you are rehearsing theology, you are, rea- you are adjusting theology to fit into your experience. Are we, am I? So our experiences are powerful and our experiences are doorways by which Satan brings imaginations to us. Are you with me? Do you know how many tongue-talking um, boys and girls have followed their mother to Abali's place? And they say it's not Abali's, it's, uh, it's herbs that they are using. It's not jazz. Are you with me? You went there. You saw the skull of chameleon there. <laughs> On your right, you saw the skull of chameleon. You saw, you saw yellow python skin. How many of you have gone to those places? Raise your hand. <laughs> Are you with me? You see, Habs. Now, the reason you had to go there was that your experience led you to start readjusting theology. Are we together here? Now, when that happens, and that's why I said that whilst he hungered, it means that hunger was enough experience. Are you with me? That permitted that temptation. So your condition can permit a temptation. Yes. Huh? Yes, it's just like food that was not sweet before. But you went back to it when Onga wanted to finish you. <laughs> are you with me? Yes. It's when you are full, you say, I'm not in the mood. Yes. By the time Onga has blended you very well, you, you say sweet. I haven't heard there are some guys that don't even know the difference between food and sweet and one that's not sweet. If you are that kind of person, raise your hand. You need deliverance. I'm serious. I heard some guys who not legit know when food is sweet or not. They just eat. I'm suspecting you. Do. The way you are nodding your head, I'm suspecting Are you with me? You know, the Lord is asking me to stay on this point. Yeah. You can... Your experience has the power to invite a temptation. Yeah. Your experience. In that he hungered, then the, the enemy said, turn the stone to bread. But he was able to conclude with God Friends, he didn't conclude during the temptation. 
If he was doing that temptation, there's no time to conclude it. He said, man shall not live by bread alone. And don't forget that through one man, sin entered the world, right? And so the enemy once again wanted to spoil the second lineage of mankind. If Jesus had not beat that thing, none of us would be able to beat it. He beat Satan for us. So temptations are powerful. Can I talk to you? Today I will just be giving a lot of word of knowledge in my teaching. And one of the reasons that makes these temptations to hit us or sometimes overpower us is when you put a time frame to deliverance. Hmm. Anytime you time your deliverance, if you are in need of any deliverance or a miracle, if you put a time to it, you are playing the match with Satan, but Satan has home advantage. Anytime you put a time frame. You see, because that time frame you have told yourself, this is when my heart should shut down. If you give God three years, you have, you have, you have told your heart, after three years, don't be strong again. So, so it's, it's resisting capacity. Are you with me? Has been, has been given a time frame. After that three years... It can't, it, can't, it can't hold sway again. It can't, it can't be strong again. So you, 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 see, you have to be careful in putting time to deliverance. And my point is not that determined for your deliverance to take time. That's not my point. My point is that you must end your deliverance on intimacy alone. Are we together here? Yeah. And when you inch your deliverance on intimacy alone, what happens is this. Can I preach to you? When you inch your deliverance on intimacy alone, what happens to you is that he takes away your pain. He takes away the crisis in your heart and then puts himself in your heart. Now, the natural effect of that is that the, the not, naturally speaking, Deliverance comes instantaneously. It could take time. But whether instantaneously or with time, you're already delivered. Are we together here? You see, but if you put time on deliverance, you are still under his government. Glory be to God. Time. Somebody say time. 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 You have to... You have to... Be careful of putting time. You see, time is how weak hearts engage. It's weakness. And God sees my heart, and it will be bad theology if I'm telling you be able to suffer for many, many years. That's not the point. 
I'm, that's not my point. My point is take time out of the picture and receive his word. Allow, allow his word to be enough. And that's the training today. Allow his word to what? Allow his word to be enough. Can I get somebody to say his word is enough? You can sit down, brother. Can we say it again? His word is enough. One last time. His word is enough. You see, because, because God has to, Father, I thank you. You see, because God has to, oh my goodness. God has to teach us how to walk with him. Because life, life culminates. And sometimes there is a 15 year, um, there is a 15 year agenda. Sometimes a 20 year agenda that God has over your life. And God is planning for a 15 year matter. And you have a problem that must be solved in six months. And you think that's the biggest thing in God's mind. But that's not the biggest thing in God's mind. And God is using those little, little issues that you think you have. is using it to help you to gather muscle and gather strength for a 15-year release. A, a, a manifestation. You know, Toby, when I look at your life, for example, some of the things that might concern you now might be your career as it is now. You get my point? But I tell you the truth, when God is looking at you, he's not looking at your career alone. He's looking at the type of... He's looking at the end. What would you have become? Are you with me? And so, when you are thinking about the next job, he's thinking about the next job in connection to your ultimate person. Even in connection to your career. Are you with me? Your ultimate person, who you would have become. And um, is joining everything together and making sure all the dots are being put in place for that ultimate picture. But the, the enemy help, makes us to be short-sighted and we think it's just one matter. It's not one matter. Are we together here? Yes, it's not just one matter. It's not just one matter. Look at somebody and tell the person, it's not just that matter. It's not. It's not just that matter. It's not. It's not. Anna thought is just to give birth to a child and be able to also deal with, what's her name? Is it Penaniah? What's her name? Eh? Penina, what's her name? She thought that's the issue. Elkanah has married two wives. This one has children. Let me to have children so that she thought that's the issue. But guess what? There was an ultimate issue. What's the ultimate issue? Samuel, 
who is going to be the prof, the core prophet of Israel that must anoint a David. And this David must be a prototype that will cause the lineage of Christ to come. Now, look at how huge that matter is. Such a huge matter, it had, the matter had nothing to do with so that they can have a child, so that the world will not see. Are we together here? Yes, Praise God. Hallelujah. And when Elkanah, the, and whenever the time, and whenever the time came for Elkanah to make an offering, he would give portions, uh, thank you, he would give portion to Penina, his wife, and to all her sons and daughters. Now, that's not, let me even keep talking. But one day she was in the temple and the spirit of God, are you together with me, moved her from praying out of pain to praying in the spirit. By the time she prayed in the spirit and had a breakthrough, give me the previous verse. Okay, it is the same one when she was praying. No, the previous verse 10. I can only hear your bad. It is. She was in bitterness of soul and prayed to the Lord and wept in anguish. Then she made a vow. Are you together with me? Someone said, then. Then. So, the thing culminated to this point. Are we here? Yes, sir. Oh, Lord of hosts, if you will indeed look on the affliction of maid servant and remember me and not forget your maid servant, but, but give your maid servant a male child and I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life. Now friends, this was something that was the issue was crisis in the home. This woman naturally doesn't want to have a child and yet release the child. Because in those days, it's not like the way we give, it's not like the way we give dedicated children to the Lord. That you say you have dedicated a child to the Lord and you still take the child home. <laughs> That's not how they used to do it in those days. If you dedicate a child, the child is not going home. You just go and win the child after some fears. The child will come and live in the temple. No, um, no ambition again. The child will not become anything again. Then I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life and no result shall come upon his head. And it happened as she continued praying before the Lord that Eli washed her mouth. Now, Anna spoke in her heart. Only her lips moved, but her voice was not heard. Therefore, Eli thought she was drunk. You get my point? Eli, so Eli thought she was drunk, right? But was she drunk? But don't forget, the New Testament made us to understand that there is a connection between drunk in the spirit and natural drunkenness. Are we together here? So this was some type of spiritual activity going on. How long will you be drunk? Put your wine away from you, Eli said to her. But Hannah answered and said, No, my Lord, I am a woman of sorrowful spirit. I have drunk neither wine nor intoxicating drink, but I have put up my soul before the Lord. Do not consider your maidservant a wicked woman, for out of the abundance of my complaint and grief I have spoken up till now. Then Eli answered and said, Go in peace, and the God of Israel grant your position, which you have asked of him. And she said, Let your maidservant find favor on your side. So the woman went away and ate. And her face was no longer sad. Is this natural? No. Because it was a spiritual experience. 
Are we together here? So, God answered her. After God answered her, God now gave her several children. Give me that, please. He gave her Samuel and then gave her several children who are irrelevant. I said that intentionally to make a point. You see, because you have to learn to use your soul for your Samuel. You have to learn to use, when you are engaging God, let all your being bet Samuel. Don't use your being to bet what will not count. Let the things that won't count, let them happen in your life because Samuel has been born. You get my point now? A lot of us use our soul for what will not count. You need to use your soul for what? For what? So you need to ask yourself, this energy I'm dispensing and this matter I'm, I want to die about, is this something that when we get to heaven, heaven will, will, to, will it count? If we do not count, it doesn't, it doesn't deserve all of your soul. Are we together here? Can I ask you a question? Do you know, you can see the man of God. If I ask you now, do you know what God will count? Is the, what has God told you that this thing will count as per me and you? And friends, all of us have what God will count. Second question. On what am I investing most of my time, emotions, and my life? Is it on the one that we count or the one that we not count? See, friends, most people spend their life on the things that won't count. Are you with me here? So, Pastor Obi, you know, there is a place to find out what will count. And during the short worship I met, that was what God told me to first emphasize on. There is a place to find it. I can't, I can't tell you what will count. Hmm? What will count it's a primary, it's a conversation that comes through the primary channel. Are you with me? Primary channel. It is God that puts it in you. Now, you have to be intense in your engagement with God for God to bring that thing and put it in you. You have to be intense. See, 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 see. Let me just tell you once and for all. You have no right to be telling God about your problems. 
when you have not allowed him to unveil to you your purpose. The point is this. How can your problem be legitimate when the purpose is unknown? Because the only way we can know a problem is if it is a problem that will not allow purpose manifest. So the discovery of purpose is more, is, 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 is more primary. Because it is in discovery of purpose that we can't... Okay, okay. Now, this car cannot fly. I bought, I bought a Toyota. It can't fly. You now take it to a mechanic. This Toyota is not flying. A plane part. He says, see, that one is flying. This one is not flying. Now, the reason why you want your Toyota to fly is because you don't know the purpose of a Toyota. It does not fly. It does not fly. Discovery of purpose comes before we can even analyze what a problem is. You see, because, because when you haven't discovered purpose, you look at other people's life and look at what, what they have that you don't have and then you call it your problem. You see, because you don't know your purpose. Are you together with me? Yes, sir. A fish praying for legs. He said, Father, see, I don't have legs. You don't, when you find out your purpose, are we here? And we were not made to not know purpose. And it's not difficult. It's not a big deal. Forget all those motivational stuff you first heard about purpose. It's simpler than that. See, when, when the first man was created, one of the, his job description was to name the animals. And the meaning of that was to reveal to the animals, and not just the animals, creation. It was to reveal to creation their purpose. It wasn't the naming I told you several, several times. It didn't mean he called, he saw a dog and said, you, you'll be called dog. That's not the name because dog is an English word, Right? In Yoruba, it's called Aja. So did, he, did, did, did Adam give them all their names in different... No, that's not what it meant. It was talking about their placement. Are you with me? In the ecosystem. Are you together with me, friend? You see, and, and that placement is relevant till today. Till forever. So, so when you look at the boldness of the lion, it was inspired by Adam. Are we here... Adam put, so the lion would, would want to kill an animal that is five times bigger than it. And the one that is five times bigger than it will want to run away. The thing we never have sense that you suppose to stand. Have you seen lions kill? Sometimes I look at some zebras, all of them say, if, all, if, no, if none of them are run. You just sit, Mona just stand, may come. Even antelope, if all the antelope stand and say, oh yeah, come. But they run. You see, because that's their name. It was put in them to respect the lion, to fear the lion. Are you with me? 
And then when you look at the speed, some of these things engage. That's how they're wired. That's the name. That's the capacity. Glory to God. So, so if, if, if Adam was, was made to, to, dis, to release purpose on creation, then Adam himself must have been a master of purpose. And that's why immediately the glory left. Adam knew he had lost everything. Are you with me? Am I preaching here? Immediately the glory left, the man went to hide. Because when he didn't have the glory, he knew no more worth. He knew his person is what? His glory. Can I preach here? So when God made Adam made the the physical Adam, God brought him closer. Amen. And then he breathed into him. And when God put his breath, that breath is not oxygen. Are you together with me? It's not oxygen. Oxygen is not the breath of God. If oxygen was bre- is the breath of God, we, we, can, we can do cool in heaven and take him out of oxygen. Oxygen is not his breath. So I say he breathed in him, he just came alive. No. Are we together here? So when God put his breath in Adam, it was that he put his essence, he put his purpose and identity who Adam is from God, left God, and entered inside Adam. Now, Adam began to function at the level of the breath released to him. That's how Jesus came. He said, the first Adam was a living soul. That living soul is not human life. Am I preaching here? You see, because if the first Adam was a living soul, if it was human life, then all of us, at the class of the first Adam. No. He was talking about the first Adam before the fall. So living soul was a type of life. He said, but the second Adam is a life-giving spirit. A quickening spirit. Are you with me? So everything Adam could do was because God put his breath in him. Am I together here? So everything you will do also, God must put his breath in you. Am I preaching here? Now that breath will come. It has come already. It first came as the Holy Ghost. But beyond the Holy Ghost, or rather in the Holy Ghost, you are still going to get another breath. What does that mean? In my intimacy and my engagement with God, God is going to put divine capacities and abilities inside me. I begin to function based on what he poured in me. Are you with me? So it means that, you see, this, this, food, this, this table there, everybody has to take his own plate. Nobody can fetch food for you. You have to go to God and let him put something inside you. Now, immediately God has put something inside you, nothing is able to stop you. Hmm. You see, anything stopping you is stopping God. 
Now, the challenge with mankind is that many times we're busy trying to be something in life when God has not put anything inside you. So when God puts something inside you, life becomes automated. Your doings become automated. But friends, you have to go there yourself. You have to do what? You have to go there yourself. You have to find it. So, so that breath, you can just help me here. That breath that was put in him became his capacity, became his ability. We all need that breath. You have it in the spirit. You have it in the Holy Ghost, in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. But from time to time, you need to go there and get something. You know, this year, one of the things God put in my spirit is establishing local churches. It's in my spirit. He breathed it on me. I told someone every has a right to a local church. He's a breath. Now, you see, because he has put that breath in me, the capacity to make that happen is already in me. So at that level, I can't know impossible. You get my point? May God open your spirit mind. Let the Father open your spirit mind to what listen. I'm I'm teaching you how to live a life where you won't know impossible. You shouldn't be knowing you shouldn't be used to impossible. Why why are people used to impossible? Because they are trying and failing, trying and error. They are not living a commanded life. Sometimes, brother, it takes time. Sometimes it takes time. It takes takes consistency in his presence. Yeah. It takes consistency in what? In his presence. Last week, I nearly touched it last week. I was with him. I nearly. Yeah. I told him I'm coming back again. I nearly. There was portion he was going to put in me. I nearly. I touched a little. But I knew there was more. And I said, God, I'm coming back. He needs to breathe in you. You need to get the breath of God. So that there will be an end to struggle. I don't believe anybody is a failure. And I don't believe anybody will not be great. I don't believe in it. It doesn't make any, any kind of sense to me. So, I, I have said two things that you might, have, you might not have noticed. I spoke about how when you put your hands on the plow... And you look back, you cut off from the kingdom. 
And I told you one of the ways you look back is if you allow argument and you don't conclude with the word. You have to conclude. You have to be conclusive. Eh? You have to be what? You have to be conclusive. Many people's marriages have been destroyed before they got married. Yeah. <laughs> See, he upholds all things by what? By the word of power. So it means that for anything to stand, it must be upheld by what? By the word of his power. So anytime you are out of the word, what you are doing will not stand. My friends, are you with me? Can we scratch this thing a little a little more? Can we just scratch it? Hmm. Because I'm seeing something. Friends, I'm seeing something. I'm seeing a new generation rise. And let, let me explain this to you so that you don't just see it as another prophecy. I see a new people rise. But these ones, they have something on their head. They are called masters. And let me explain what I mean. There are people who have the breath of God. It means that they, this, these people, eh, what they do, they do it 100%. They have capacity to act as God. I just, I can see them. They are just in front of me. They are masters. Some of them are just masters in, in business, in wealth. God's children. God breathed wealth in them. And they are just masters. And I also see masters, teenagers, but they are masters. They know how to do the teenage life perfectly. Yeah. Masters. But it is forged in his presence. Presence. For some weeks now, months now, God has been talking to us about that thing called presence. That presence. You have to go there naked. Go there as yourself. You know, and there are some of you here, about one or two, one I know, the other one I don't know. I saw two elderly people concerned about you. And they were asking, can anything still come out of this child? Then I now saw God responding. You are just insignificant, just standing there. These two old people were asking. Then I saw God here. I'm, I'm seeing it now. And God was responding to that alarm. And he said, I'm not, I'm not just the God that creates. I'm a God that can recreate. And, and that person is going through a recreation And the technology is simple. Anytime that person wants to step out, God tells that person, stay in my presence. Stay in my presence. Stay in my... Because the first man, that was how he was created. God, you see, if you are not in, in his presence, he can't breathe inside you. It's just stay there. Yeah. <laughs> the parents were asking. The parents were asking the family that, can anything good see come out of this boy? And, and they feel bad that the boy's life is wasted. And then God was on this side. 
And God said, not only that I, I create, I can recreate. The presence. You know, something just stepped in. There is something that stepped into the room now. Immediately I said that thing. Something stepped into the room. A substance from heaven. Yeah. There's a substance from heaven that just walked in. So don't look back. Intensify. Oradofes. There is there is a glory in the room now. Can I not recreate? Can I not recreate? Says the Spirit of God. Oh no, Masakarabasha. The presence of God is here now. Can I not recreate? Father, I just ask that you just lay hold of that brother, of that sister. Lay hold. Call them to your glory. Call them to that place where you make. Call that Ora Tefai, Ekas. The glory of God is in the house. Oh my goodness. Marado Shaladaya, Peredosa. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Aradovekes, Yaladaya. Esaladesa. Lay hold, my father. Lay hold. Lay hold. Lay hold. Let your spirit lay hold. Lekure venimashia. Alakaya. Paradise. 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 Yalakis jinaya. Mando zover. Mando zovele parade venes. Lucretus genemaradaya. Some of you are having a setting apart experience this evening. God is setting you apart again. God is setting you apart. God is setting you apart this evening.
God is setting you apart. Mashagada barada bagazuki. Jesus name we pray. Let me just, I have just 15, 10 minutes more. Let me round off on this note. Give me from 60 to 62. And I'll just round off and it'll be a good day. But you know, you're all, you all here are going home with, with a weight of God's presence. Yeah. A weight that will take you months to to distill. Yeah. When I mean distill, I don't mean to leave you. To distill into your system. Yeah. Yeah. This weight for some of you, it will communicate in massive dreams. You are going to have, yeah, you are going to have encounters in the night. Yeah. Life-changing encounters. You know, one of the encounters, I've, said, I've told you several, but I've had some encounters that changed my life. Yeah. Yeah, I had some encounters that changed my life. Changed it. He just put a sense of serious purpose in me. And some of you are going to have those massive encounters. And I can see some of those encounters. Yeah, I see some of you having massive angelic encounters. Yeah. You are going to have it. So, so Jesus told that guy, let the dead bury they are dead, but you go and what and preach the kingdom of God. Another said, Lord, I'll follow you, but let me first go and bid them farewell. You know, I tell you the truth. If you make God first, you are not wasting your time. Tell you the truth. I tell you the truth. If you make God first, you're not wasting your time. And if you make God first, nobody will be faster than you. I tell you the truth. If you make God first, try this. Make God first and see the speed. Make God first and see the speed that hit your life. In everything that you do, make God first. Make prayers first before strategy. See what will happen. Because a lot of you do not yet see prayer as strategy. A lot of you can pray and still say you don't know what to do when you could when you can pray. Prayer solves all problems, it's profitable. Last week I was I needed clarity on something. In, in relation to a friend of mine. That clarity. And I was ruminating on it and asking God, you need to give me clarity. Friends, I, I ruminated, I slept off, and God gave me a dream, exact, precise, telling me exactly what to do. A tongues, a tonguing session 
can change your can change your career, can change your business. Don't joke with it. Are you with me? Make him first. Jesus said, let, let the dead bury their dead. You know, one thing God is going to, my God will do for some of you today is this. The value you put on useless things are dying. It's dying. Yeah. It's just dying. You will just see that you are losing interest for what is not kingdom. You are just losing interest. Then you are alive. Then you are alive. You know, there's someone here, what the Lord says is that what I heard over your life is and it's a work of the spirit. The, I, saw, I saw God take out anger. Wait, 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 wait. I'm not praying. I'm telling you what is happening. Let me tell you. I saw God himself. He took out an anger. An anger. Just one. One particular anger. He took it out of you. Then he now spoke over you. He now said, you are no more angry. You see, because that anger was, was like an anchor that shut you down on one single place. And then you have been trying to be free, or you don't know how it worked. But the glory of God had an experience with you. You don't even know when. Took it out there, now informing you that you are not angry. Yeah. That's what happens in the glory. Dreams, I am not ambitious. I'm not. You know how? It's the glory. You get the point? It's it. it took out the ambition. Are we together, friends? You are not angry. The Lord has taken it out. Oh, Maradove Kipasaya, Porodosha, Allegadaya. You will testify that you just woke up and you just knew you had to pray. That's your testimony. You just wake up to pray. I know I've been receiving such testimonies, but now it's now multiplied at the spirit of communicating with Jehovah. You see, you have just lost energy for the mundane. Aha. You have just lost, you don't, you don't have time for the mundane. The glory has swept dross and all those useless things out. A lot is happening today. A whole lot is happening today. A whole lot is happening today. A whole lot. There's a young man in the house today. Even your blood pressure is being healed. Oradona. Some of you will sleep and you wake up a different person. You wake up, you know, you wake up a different person because I see heaven visiting you and adjusting and repairing your identity. Oh, Jagarababa. 
someone who's having issues with your sexuality, the Lord is bringing healing to that. The enemy is tampering with your soul as regards your sexuality, but the Lord is bringing healing to that. Maradofesi kala ashala ashando sepaya ovele paradina masikala jelekurodo silaida elekutolo janda. The fire and the passion of service in this in this house of God, not just physical house in the spiritual house of God, comes upon your soul. Even at this very moment, the fire of service, the fire of service, rest. Marado Shakaradas Marado Jakadabasialadai. Father, I thank you for your daughter. In Jesus' name we prayed. Can you be on your feet? Praise God. Lick on come. I want to encourage you, everybody, just stand here. Just want to put my hands on you. Make, make God first. Are you with me? Make God first. Huh? Make him what? Father, I release. Pastor, can you put your hand on his shoulder and Pastor DG? Pastor, help me with the mic.
Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, I pray. So, um, Pastor Obi, Pastor Deji, and Lekong, you go to the, one of the rooms there, and you pray these same prayers for um, Lekong until you are sure you are done. So you can just take him. All right, friends. There's still more the Lord wants to do in his life. So I was saying that we need to make God um, first. Readjust your strategy. The new strategy is to make God first. And, it, and you will see everything turn around for good. What a service, right? Good. So we see tomorrow by God's grace.